We are delighted to partner with Jane Plan, the UK's leading weight management system, for this season. Use unique code TWC50 for an incredible £50 off at www.janeplan.com. I think if you can find the funny in your menopause somehow, and I've, trust me, I have suffered with some of the most debilitating, not just physical, but mainly psychological issues with the menopause, where I do sit in a corner. And and then I write about that as well. I sit in a corner and I cry and I rock backwards and forwards. And I sometimes worry about whether or not the brain tumour is actually growing or whether it's just my oestrogen flying off the chart or, you know, that, that that's... I take HRT now, thank goodness. You know, people don't keep sharp objects away from me. You've, you've got you've got to laugh about it. Maybe after the fact. And if not, laugh at me, because I'm here. Hello and welcome to Two Women Chatting. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. Do you ever need a jolly good belly laugh? Where do you go for yours? If you if you, you know, you wake up in the morning and you just think, oh God. Here. Here. <laughs> you come to me. <laughs> Come to the shed. <laughs> it's just, we talked about this earlier, actually. Well, not earlier, and one of our other podcasts is when do we get, you know, have a good belly laugh? And we we do when we when I make lots of mistakes. That's true. But you know, I do, I do. I'm in the entertainment. I think it's quite funny though because now we've known each other for so long, we do take side swipes as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see your lip curl because I know when I'm being <laughs> annoying or I'm being like a bit quick or I'm just like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Have we done this, that, and the other? And you're like, yeah, whatever. And you're so good at just not letting it kind of it just goes right over the top of I've you. I've probably gone here. <laughs> Can't see you or hear you sometimes. Deafness really plays a a strong part in our good friendship. No, it's my tinnitus. That's what it's ringing. I have no idea what's going on. But yeah, no, that's it. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's good because we do spend quite a lot of time with each other. And <laughs> you don't wake up every day and feel happy. You don't, you know, if you don't get the sleep you need or you're worried about family or you're worried about friends, it's fair to say that we're not going to wake up every morning like, hey, isn't it great? What a lovely day. But sometimes I really enjoy darn good belly laugh. And one of the people, well, there's several Facebook pages actually that I really enjoy. Do you ever, you're not much of a Facebooker, are you? I'm not much of a not much social of anything. media person. <laughs> <laughs> she limps along, I forced do. to do Instagram. But there's several that I really like, like Midlife Dramas in Pajamas. Um, Marie, she's really funny. You can and relate to her, can't you, in your pajamas? Yeah, Rants and Big Pants. <laughs> I can relate, I can to, relate to the Big Pants. <laughs> and there's what, a theme here. <laughs> it's all about underwear. But one of the others I really enjoy are Menopausal Mayhem Mothers, which sounds plural but is singular, and it's Emma Skeets. Now, you introduced me to her, as in on social media, and I have to say, yeah, very amusing. Yeah. And then you gave me her book, which is very, very amusing. Which... <laughs> One of the things that I pulled out of there that I thought was really funny is that she says, and I've never really read about anybody who falls, she is such a Bridget Jones character, and she seems to fall over everything and just make a hideous mess of of everything she's doing, but with a sense of humour. And she says she's got the organisational skills of a toothpick. (laughs) But I I was reading a book and I must admit, I have done what she's done, like getting in the wrong car. You have? Where yeah. have you done that? I was coming out of a long time ago. A few drinks, I must admit. Didn't I told you before? I got into a car that I thought was a taxi and then got really cross that he didn't know where he was going. 
What was it, like an Uber or something? No, he'd been at the reception with me. Reception? Was, I've been at this drinks reception oh, for right. work. Got into his, ta- what I thought was a taxi, told him to take me there. And I went, God, I don't you know where you're going. What a useless taxi driver you are. And he went, excuse me, Liz. I'm like, how do you know my name? <laughs> yeah. That well, that was yeah. embarrassing. So there you go. So I can actually top her story of just getting into a taxi. She went into a car, didn't she? I think we've all had tremendously embarrassing stories. And I can't remember if I've shared this one. I'm kind of almost reluctant to to put it out there, but it makes me laugh or cringe with equal measure when I think about it. Did I ever tell you the time that I went to a school dance, um, you know, a ball, a gala actually mm. for a school thing, and it was at Hampton Court Palace? No. Did I never tell you that? Well, if you did, I've forgotten. So it was in my slightly skinnier days, but even then I was wearing a dress that I slid into a taxi horizontal and I had to stay horizontal <laughs> the whole way mm. to get there. And it was in the middle of summer or early summer and my allergies were really up. So I you know, popped a couple of allergy pills and then we had a couple of glasses of champagne before we all left. There's a whole bunch of us in a car going over. Then I like I squeezed myself out of the taxi and we went into um, into, the, into Hampton Court Palace, which was gorgeous. And it was, you know how they liquor you up so that you spend too much at the <laughs> auction. I think you should rephrase that. American version, I suppose. Oh, yeah. They give you, you know... Yeah. They, they smooth the way. There's plenty of drinks to imbibe so that perhaps you put... James and I have done that before we bid against each other. <laughs> oh, God, that was awful. We ended up with a holiday. <laughs> oh, I've heard about that one. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so a um, few drinks. And by this time, my allergy pills are really, you know, taking hold. Mm. And I've had a bit of champagne. And the music starts and everybody's dancing <laughs> before I know it. Forget how tight this dress is. I am playing air guitar and flicking my mm. high heels off in the middle of the dance floor so hard that one of my high heels goes <laughs> whizzing across <laughs> the dance floor and hits somebody. Oh my gosh! The walk of shame the next morning. I cannot tell you how I. You know, my kids were quite young. They were oh, like six awesome. and four. I was like, get out the car, just run, get into school because I'm not taking you into school today. But anyway. I think Emma would understand a predicament like that and she would probably just roar with laughter. So um, we are going to be at the same event, aren't we, on 25th of November. Emma is going to be there. Don't know what she's talking about yet. I think it's relationship-based, but I'm sure it'll be really funny. We are going to be in Influencer's Corner. We are in the corner. (laughs) Probably hiding. But we're in the girls just want to have fun corner. So... If you're planning to go, do come see us. Um, I'm not sure what time that is of the day, but we'll be there pretty much all day. Um, But it's sort of the ultimate ladies' day out, if you like, talking about menopause, lots of stalls there, lots of doctors, lots of wellness tracks, and, um, oh, really cool people like Cherry Healy, Sunita, Mm -hmm. loads of doctors, um, Jenny Eclair, she'll be hilarious. And um, Emma is going to be there. So we thought we'd have a quick chat with Emma before we meet her IRL. Do you know what that means, Liz? IRL. In... Yeah, nearly. IR. In real. In real life. Oh, God, I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. Do you know, I, I think I should do a whole article on whatever you call them. Acronyms, are they? Acronyms, whatever. What are they yeah. called that? I don't know. Those things, you know, or shortening. Anachronisms in your case. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say something completely different. I was going to say a meme, but I realised that's completely different. I oh, will learn no. about the social media one day. Oh, no one way. Day. Meantime, let's get Emma on the pod. 
So we're joined by menopausal mayhem mother Emma Skeets, who has channeled her wicked sense of humour and life experiences into blogs and her Facebook page, bringing laughter to her quarter of a million followers daily. She doesn't hold back about her chaotic ability to turn anything into a spectacle, often followed by a round of applause from strangers, and has a remarkable tendency to fall over anywhere at any time. And it wasn't always going so well for her, though, because she was left suddenly single with young children, navigating a surgical early menopause and introducing her bonkers dog, Spencer, into the household. Welcome, Emma. Hello, hello. Lovely to hear from you and speak to you. I'm very honoured. Very (laughs) honoured on this Tuesday morning when nothing's going to happen normally. Well, we finally (laughs) got through all the tech bits, didn't we, to actually make sure that you could join us. (laughs) Talk about spoon feeding a 55 year old. Dear heaven. Yeah. Oh, we're no, just I, as bad. I, we, we forget we, to hit record. Or, or just generally anything we forget. Yeah. Or we're caught short. We're chatting away about something and then suddenly a guest arrives on the remote studio. Like, oh God, here we go. Then. And then a phone call comes in at the same time from a, <laughs> some salesperson. But that is your brand, isn't it? I mean, you, you make chaotic into hilarious. Tell us a bit more about your blog and your Facebook page. Oh, my. Yes. Well, I've sort of had no choice, really. Do you know what I mean? When you're trying to embrace, I I think it it all kind of, well, as I said to you earlier on, everything in my life has happened by accident, um, which in some cases has been really cool. um, And, you know, the path that it's taken me down. In some cases at the time, it's been absolutely excruciating because I am essentially um, known as, you know, the walking accident, need cones around me, the menopausal Bridget Jones. I am a cataclysmic catastrophe, essentially. But yes, um, and I love the word that I'm a brand that terrifies me. I can't even begin to take. Can you imagine a brand that's kind of the antithesis of Michelin, you know, kind of... (laughs) I need. I don't just need tires around me. I have tires around me, oh, which is good. All good for the safety of the whole thing. But yes, the blog. Um, the blog was born about a decade ago, and um, that was literally from pure. Um, I would say some necessity from my part. Um, from my mental health. Um, I was probably back then. I was a single parent. Um, I was struggling. Um, I had just gone into the surgical menopause um, and everybody else was leading this absolutely perfect life on social media or social tedia, as I like it to be known, even though it's, you know, it's helped me and helped many other women as well. But yeah, it's kind of the sales and marketing department of people's lives, isn't it, really? Um, And I got fed up with that. Um, Not only that, couldn't compete, had no money, had two kids and as I say, cataclysmic disaster. So it was um, I only had one option, which was to keep it real. Um, and so with every sort of, I had to, you, obviously when you've got small children, you have to take them out and do things. Invariably you forget one of the small children and have to go back and fetch said small child. Um, and so, you know, and then when you arrive at certain places, you're in the wrong place, wrong time, and it's all mortifying, or you report your car stolen and it turns up, you've turned up in someone else's car and left your car at home <laughs> because you've forgotten everything or whatever it is, at the time it's mortifying and you just sit there and think, oh, why me, why me? And then you go home and my default has always been to laugh. Find the funny in things because at the end of the day, we're only here for a really short period of time and actually you can always find the funny in something. Mm. And Mm. and I'm, I'm a girl who has been through a very, very messy divorce. I've done single parenting. Um, I can literally personify loneliness 
Um, I've lost my mother to after three bouts of cancer. Um, and, um, I've, you know, I've got a godson who's just literally recovered from leukemia. Yay. But I can find the funny in everything, absolutely everything. And it's it's saved me. And as it turns out, it's saved quite a lot of people as well that I've written about my experiences. So, yes, it's it's all good. It's all good. I think if you can find the funny in your menopause somehow, and I've trust me, I have suffered with some of the most debilitating, not just physical, but mainly psychological issues with the menopause where I do sit in a corner. And and then I write about that as well. I sit in a corner and I cry and I rock backwards and forwards. And I sometimes worry about whether or not the brain tumor is actually growing or whether it's just my estrogen flying off the chart or, you know, that, that, that's, I take HRT now, thank goodness. You know, people don't keep sharp objects away from me, but um, (laughs) yeah, it's, you've you've got, you've got to laugh about it. Maybe after the fact, and if not, laugh at me because I'm here. And um, I've got enough anecdotes and enough hilarious, ridiculous stories to keep keep you all entertained. Somehow. You certainly have. Um, I loved that you actually invented a whole new syndrome for what uh, you were going through and you called it craft. Tell us about how craft uh, has uh, saved you no, it's, it's, and every it's, it's other woman. Yeah, no, no, craft disease is real. And and, and actually it, it, it works like a charm. And, and the only thing I would say about craft disease is um, that, and I need to say this quite clearly, I think, to ladies, craft disease. It's a, it's a very, very real off-flick symptom of the menopause. And if ever you find yourself in a situation where you are constantly forgetting something or you're in the wrong place at the wrong time or you feel, ah, there's a meeting, I'm supposed to be there and I'm actually there, craft disease is absolutely imperative to use and it's all yours. It's a gift that I'm giving you for free. You've got to hold back on what it actually means because it actually means can't remember thing um flipping thing there we go a flipping and that thing. was used for the first time on my children's um school secretary when i'd forgotten i think the 35th permission slip eventually i went in with a blanket one i actually wrote one that said you can take my children anywhere <laughs> apart from australia and that was it and that was and she said, for you oh, was Sorry, that was hard for you because you you know when your kids were young and you went through this surgical menopause you were getting symptoms when other people are navigating sort of early parenthood and multitasking with ballet schedules and and gymnastics and all this, and you're doing it as you're getting these debilitating symptoms that your doctor ends up sort of writing off as giving you, we've all heard this before, haven't you? Giving you Um, antidepressants and uh, take a pill, you'll get over it. Yep. Absolutely. And in fact, um, I had two of my dear friends at the time who were actually pregnant um, and there were lots of mums in the playground that were pregnant. So you can imagine, um, not only do you have big fat failure written across your forehead because your husband's left you, um, but you also have, I'm now getting really old, crusty and barren, which is rather nice. Or so I thought, um, little did I know that actually I was entering an amazing phase of my life, which um, was going to present me with just the most incredible opportunities. Um, but yeah, it was it was very, very hard because... Um, I didn't go through the perimenopause. I literally woke up from surgery and my estrogen, obviously you have some um, residual estrogen left in your body. Um, But essentially within about sort of a month, two months, I hit the menopause like a brick wall. Um, And I was absolutely convinced that I had early onset dementia Mm -hmm. or a brain tumour, of course. Um, And there were quite a lot of people that kind of tried to talk me into the fact that actually I'd always been a bit bonkers Um, and it was all good. It was just, but then of course, it was the menopause, um, but it, it did have 
some really debilitating symptoms. I've always been a pretty sociable, um, outgoing person. I've had to be. Um, but I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to see anyone. And that was probably because of some of the things that happened to me whilst I was out. You know, I mean, with, with the un, totally untrained Labrador and falling over, as you say, um, taking the dog to the vet um, to have his injections, getting to the counter and the vet saying, oh, the receptionist asking me, where, where, where's the dog? And I said, oh, sorry, left him in the car. Anyway, go out to the car. No, left dog at home. Have to drive 20 minutes back to home. Dog, uh, you know, completely left the dog in the yeah. I have done Ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Really? Yeah, I've, I've been, uh, yeah, I went for a walk and forgot the dog. Yeah, in the car, you know, it's, yeah, it's very uh, easy you know to do. Uh, it's very easy to do. Oh, if if you're away with the fairies and your brain is distracted, mm. and I think that's one of the things, you know, that, that people forget is the menopause can be debilitating, but it's also the fact that we are modern women, you know, we're, we're, we're juggling so many plates. I mean, I've got smashed plates all over my kitchen because it's sort of plate near mum. I'm now a wife, which is so unfortunate for my husband. <laughs> but, um, you know, you know, wife, um, you know, housekeeper, dog walker, I, I work for a living. I'm a writer. Um, I'm a columnist. I, you know, I, I do all these mad things. I used to work in road safety. I mean, who came up with that idea? That I used to turn funny. up. To do, oh man, I used to turn up. This is this was the, the decade of my life. Um, sort of pre. I think it was. I I did some writing in between. You know, sort of it overlapped. But yeah, I used to train the emergency services, which was just, and there's a lovely story for you. I, I had to do a presentation to the Chief Fire Officers Association, every chief fire officer in the country in Telford, which is about four hours drive away from where I live now. Um, and I arrived there, um, opened the boot to get all my kit out, you know, my big, I was the main speaker and my Labrador jumped out. <laughs> so, what? And the guy from Kent, the chief, thank goodness he knew me. He said, what have you, what have you brought your dog for, Emma? And I said, well, um, I don't know. I don't actually know. Um, he's not supposed to be here. He just crept in. And so I had to do this entire presentation with my dog, because um, he wouldn't let any of the firemen hold him, um, with my dog sitting by my side. <laughs> That's that wonderful. And there was, there was a wonderful moment where there were two chief fire officers who were female sitting in the front row, and it was a fairly serious presentation because basically what I did was I was training them on a software program for young people driving because my my girls, as most menopausal women are, we've got teenagers. Um, and so it was very, very clear in my mind that this was something I wanted to do. Um, in other words, train young drivers and help the emergency services to present what to do with young drivers. But there were two female um, ladies in the front row and I said to both of them beforehand, could you please sit in the front row for me? Because I am, I'm in the menopause and I, I've spent my whole life doing presentations and public speaking, but I get completely lost, totally lost. Even with a PowerPoint presentation on behind me, I've, I've totally forgotten my glasses. So, and I've got a Labrador with me. So could you, as soon as you see the vacant look come across my head, <laughs> you just, one of you, both of you concentrate and just... When I give you that look, can you just tell me where I am, you know, in the whole present? And the bless their hearts, because one of them was about 46, 47. She said, you know, I think I might be going through this. She said, but I'm too young. I said, you're not. You're not. No, I promise you, you're not. And at that, that was when I was living, when I say leading a professional life, I'd love to think I am now, but I'm so not. Um, but yeah, it was, that, that can be debilitating for, for women. Um, 
But for me, yeah, I did lose my place. Um, everybody, the dog gassed the place out <laughs> the whole time that I was doing this tour. I mean, it was ah, a resounding failure. I but think memorable, I'm sure. Very oh, memorable. Oh, yeah, there's not many. There, there are chief fire officers all over the country that still talk about it, apparently. And apparently most of them follow me on, on social media, which is insane. Well, there you go. <laughs> Didn't you do... Um... <laughs> Talking about fire officers, I don't know why I'm linking it to this, but didn't you do a calendar with a, a lot of mates to raise money for a cancer charity? Like a calendar girl's Macmillan, gone Love yeah. Island midlife or something. It was midlife Love Island. That's absolutely right. Middle-aged mid, uh, Love Island. That was all in the Daily Mirror um, or the Sunday Mirror, I think. Oh, my God, yes, all of us in the back garden in our in our swimming costumes. And that that was um, funny. Sadly, the the calendar never took place. Actually, um, although I got sent hundreds and hundreds of pictures, because actually, um, you mentioned that I've got I've got I've, now the blog has got four hundred thousand followers, and it's growing. It's just mad. Women just need desperately, I think, a bit of relatability. Um, and that was what was beautiful about the calendar was that we were five friends that had all grown up together. We'd all hit, I think, probably back then, maybe fifty two, fifty three. We all had the old muffin top. We, our bodies were not what they used to be, but we got our kit off for, for a great, great big Sunday newspaper, big double page spread. But the reason the calendar didn't happen was because I got hacked. Um, and um, the, the chap that hacked me, I so wish he'd been Brad Pitt or something like that. But no, he was some really strange guy who just posted pictures of anacondas. What? What? <laughs> How random is that? So, yeah, I couldn't even market the thing, but I am going to do it one day because it was something that was, it really, really captured the imagination of women because that's another thing that, you know, we talk about all the time is that our bodies change shape. Um, I, I mean, I'm the only woman in history who gained four and a half stone for her wedding. That, you know, <laughs> why? You know, random, totally random. And, um, I got. I, I did have a bit of notice for my wedding, as most brides do. Forgot to get a wedding dress and left my own wedding early, three hours before my husband, because I was so fat. Um, I, I, as I say, I mean, I've, I've managed to lose the weight now, and that's been through, um, I think, HRT and just boxing a little bit clever in terms, learning what my body's doing right now yeah. and why it's so different to when I was in my twenties. But yes, on my wedding day, um, if one more person had come up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and said, you look very lovely in your dress, I would have think, well, I'd have been in jail by now. You know, there'd have been right hooks swung. I mean, I, and so at 10 o'clock, I took my children um, and said to my my then husband, oh, no, he's still my husband. He's, he's, he, he, <laughs> sorry, yes, another little memory loss there, brainful. Yes, my, my now husband, then husband, um, uh, just went over and said, I'm off. And he said, what? The wedding. What do you mean you're off? I said, the dog's thrown up. Ah, you're leaving our wedding because the dog's thrown up. And I just, and I was trying to, you know, when you're trying to make eye contact with someone as if to say, I have to get out yeah. of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'd worn a 1920s flapper dress or as I call it, slapper dress, um, because it was essentially a sack with sequins on. Um, and that's precise. I looked like a large potato um, in a large sequin dress and even that didn't cover up my gut. You know, I was so big at that point and I, I was miserable, absolutely miserable. Um, and so, yes, I left. I, I scooped my children up. They were very glad. They'd been at it all day. And my husband was amazing because he said it doesn't matter. Um, but there was the menopause right there. Anxiety, feeling low, feeling crap about myself, feeling fat, 
had to get out of there, was done with, uh, there were people everywhere and I sensory overload, took myself home. The dog actually had thrown up. Yay, <laughs> Yay. you went for <laughs> Nice one, Fletch. Oh, and that was Spencer. I, I know that because I slipped in it as I came in in my brand new flapper shoes, in my 1920 <laughs> shoes. Um, and yeah, and just remember sitting there and thinking, yeah, this menopause is really fun. I'm really glad I left my own wedding with 200 people out there, you know, in, in the marquee. Um, but um, yeah, we, we did it. We did round two. We did do round two. Once I'd, once I'd got some estrogen into my body, got some HRT, eaten a few mushrooms. Not, not the weird kind, by the way, everybody. <laughs> mushrooms are just really good for, for the menopause. If, like me, you're looking to lose weight, then take a look at Jane Plan. Jane Plan is the UK's leading weight management system that creates deliciously healthy meals and delivers them directly to your door. Together with their support, you'll lose weight, feel healthier, happier and more in control of your eating habits. Created by nutritionist Jane Michelle, Jane Plan is the easy and healthy way to lose weight. All your breakfasts, lunch, dinners and snacks are pre-prepared, perfectly portioned and nutritious. Taking the worry away when it comes to managing your weight. There's no calorie counting, no weighing, no complicated recipes to follow and virtually no shopping either. In fact, all you need to do is heat and eat. And with personalised support from their qualified nutritionists, you'll join over 100,000 Jane planners who have lost weight and kept it off. Pause Live is coming to London on the 25th of November, where you'll be able to meet over 50 top menopause experts, experience our wellness taster sessions, talk sex with Sunita, laugh out loud with Jenny Eclair, and everything you can imagine and more about the menopause. Pause. Join us for the ultimate day. PauseLive.com, empowering women through the menopause. Great. What was I doing? Oh, the brain fog. Oh, it's hot in here. You are by turns both really, really funny and then incredibly self-deprecating. And you turned all these fab little anecdotes and stories about yourself into a book called Confessions of a Menopausal Mayhem Mother, which very excitingly is being turned into a film, isn't it? So how did that come about? It is um, the most extraordinary two years of my life. Um, as I said to you, everything that I do is all comes about because I'm basically a walking disaster and an accident. Um, and so many people over the years have been saying to me, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I uh, I mean, I got courtesy of the, the husband that I'm with now, the one who I just denied having a <laughs> knowledge with, yeah. Um, we did double English. So, yes, when I, I said to him, you know, people keep saying to me I should write a book. And he said, well, that's vastly ridiculous. You know, you can't you can't even spell. Let alone. So but I then my mum passed away um, from, uh, as I say, her third battle with cancer. And I it, what dawned on me at that moment was if I didn't do it now, there was no tomorrow for some people. So I thought, OK, to deal with my grief, I'm just going to sit. I, I always try and find the funny. And I sat and started writing about the story of when I, it's like with every woman on this planet, I think maybe bar one, and I can't think of who she is because she doesn't exist, that every woman on this planet has plan, right? We have this plan to make either do something really conventionally or really unconventionally. And I actually went, well, I wanted to go down the conventional route. So I started off in my 30s, I got married. And the book, I'll give you the first line of the book, two blue lines. How the hell did that happen? 
I'm married to somebody who doesn't love me and hasn't come near me for a very long time. And that's the the, the opening um, line of the book. And so it's the story of Emma going through pregnancy, Emma then giving birth to a baby that she hadn't quite planned in her mind. God only knows what was going through my head when I was growing and growing and growing. Of course, there was a baby going to come out. I just was in denial about it. Then had the baby, then had another baby, then husband left rather. And that's hilarious as well. I've actually managed to find funny in the moment that mm. my, the father of my children just ducked out. Um, my youngest was four months old. It was over the phone. He did it. Um, and so it's the, it's the story. So I've written this and, and it's, it is side splittingly funny because A, it's all true. And, and B, the stuff that happened in that period, you would not believe. Then... I meet current husband at a school reunion. Um, that was hilarious. That was once again, all by accident. And then, yeah, so I wrote this book um, and I, I wrote it very quickly. Um, I, it's the contents of my head, as you can hear the way I talk. It, 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 is, it is you talking. Your style is is just you putting it all down on paper. And Liz and I, when we were talking about it, we said, do you think all of this is true? But now, now we're chatting to you. Yep. Do you really think she falls over as much as she says she does? Oh, uh, honestly, I'm well known for it in the village. You know, people wave me off and say, stay safe, Emma, stay safe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and, you know, I have conversations with full-grown men who are actually cartoons on the side of trucks. And people are filming it because they realise that I have no idea that it's just a, you know, um, there's a truck there. But I've also, at that point, something will have happened beforehand. Oh, and some of the stuff, yeah, I mean, you know, you've, you've heard the pub garden story oh, yeah, where the yeah. dog basically, um, uh, yeah. you know, it had a rabbit in its mouth and, and there were children screaming and I had to try and rugby tackle the dog. Eventually I had to tie the dog to the bench and then the dog shot off and the bench collapsed, bottle of wine all over, you know, all of it. All of it's so visual, example. Emma. It was made yeah. to be in a movie, wasn't it? So so how it happened was, so I, I published this book myself because I thought there's no publisher in their right mind who's ever going to publish this book. And within two weeks, it had outsold Meghan Markle's book and Kate Middleton's book. Um, and one particular friend um, had obviously handed her copy over to another friend who just happened to work for a very large film company. Um, I can't say who it is at this stage, but um, it starts with a U. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. um, she can't remember. And, yeah, no, there we go. I, I, I knew I was, I was pushing on an open door with a couple of menopausal women. Um, so, yes, um, so uh, a very large no, not. I was going to say a very large lady. I have no idea how large she is because I haven't actually met her in real life. I've only seen her on... I'm sure she's very tiny and very petite, so I'm really sorry, Helen. I'm going to give you her first name. Whoops, done it again. So this lovely lady um, had basically... She was getting on a plane to go on holiday, and she said to this other lady, I don't suppose you've got a decent book I can read on the plane, done with reading scripts. And Rachel handed to this lady, Helen, um, my book, and she said, read it. You will not regret it. It's hilarious. And um, two weeks later, an email dropped into my inbox saying, I have read your book. You have got me into all kinds of trouble. I had my earplugs in uh, on a flight to Madrid and I got told off twice by the stewardess for laughing. I mean, I don't know why I'm proud of this because actually it's she's laughing at, let's be honest. Um, and um, she said, we have to make a film out of this, you know. Um, and so entered a massive dialogue um, that was two years ago. Um, 
And what we decided to do is they're very much still on board with this. Um, but I wanted, I didn't want it to be Hollywooded. I didn't want it to be polished and perfect and beautiful. And I didn't want, I don't know, some American actress playing me. I wanted it to be British and cosy. And I wanted it to be a Shirley Valentine story. I wanted mm, it to be yeah. brassed off. I wanted it to be with Nell and I. I wanted it to be something really English and and and, and quaint and warm, like a, something, you know, someone putting a blanket mm. on Because it's a story of hope. That's the bottom line. It's a story mm. of hilarity. You know, the big wrecking ball, as I say, comes in. And a big bunch of laughter and hilarity. A little bit of hope, a little douse of hope thrown in. Loads of the menopause. And um, it's been handled beautifully by um, an award-winning screenwriter called Simon Golding. And I've got a fantastic guy called Jason Figgis. He's an award-winning director. Um, we've got Amanda Abington playing me. Amazing. Um, Amazing. Yeah, Amanda Abington, who's just, um, I handpicked her because I love her so much. She's one of the funniest, most brilliant, um, kindest, sweetest. She's so like me. It's terrifying. Um, and as a result, her and I have become great friends. We're looking at hopefully Sarah Parrish. Um, Sarah Parrish is, um, wants to have a look at the script. We've got the possibility of a chap called Paul Sparks, who's shown an interest, a chap called Tony Way, who is in Afterlife. Um, and we're, we're hoping, we're hoping that Miriam Margulies might play a gynecologist. Um, oh that my is all goodness. in the moment of the beautiful Jason Figgis. Um, but yes, it's a really cosy, fun cast. And we've got the possibility, really faint, but very distinct. I go, if when, when I decide on something, I'm a bit of a bulldog and yeah, I never something. A couple of really big Hollywood names as playing playing cameos. The script the, the actual script itself is being presented to the gorgeous Amanda in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then it's just a matter of Jason and I'm a co-producer on it. So it's just a matter of getting um, all our ducks in a row. Um, and then, yeah, we start filming. Oh, jeez. Oh, We've just had Ed join us too. That's so cool. He's Lovely to meet you, there. Ed. And you. So to yeah, You've just rolled out of Dad's army. <laughs> Go with Which character? Else. It's cold out there. So that's the lovely Ed, isn't it, who inspired you with your blog and everything and um, is very patient as a man, I would imagine. He's referred to as the beloved um, because for quite some time he didn't want to be identified as the mug that took this on. <laughs> he is very funny, actually, and, and that is the secret because um, one of the things I'm going to be doing um, in the coming weeks, as you know, ladies, I'm going to be talking at an amazing, amazing must-go-to event called Pause Live, um, which is at the end of November. It's the final Saturday, I think, in November. 25th of November it is. Yeah, we're going to be there too. Yeah, can't wait. I'm so looking forward to this. Um, and yes, we, I'm going to be talking about relationships, which some would say I'm not exactly an expert on um, because I've screwed up many, huge, huge amounts. But I've managed to nail this one. But as you've just seen, not tricky, not tricky. If, you know, um, that one did not need an extra pull, you know, with the rod. It just didn't. It came in fairly easily. Um, it didn't get many offers prior to me. To oh, fair. ouch. Oh. <laughs> oh, he fell off a motorbike for you, didn't he? 
He did fall off a motorbike for me. Stationary, I may stationary add. Stationary motorbike. <laughs> um, he was stationary. Um, but, um, it, yeah, it took him four hours to get from London down to my little beach hut. And had he actually been on time, none of this would have happened because he'd have just come down for the day. He was... we. we Somebody wants because Eddie and I do tend to spend a lot of time apart, um, and it's just one of those things. You know, he's got it, he had life up in London, and and then um, yeah, and I work, and and our children are very different ages. Um, and a little while ago, Eddie went sailing, um, and uh, I was told by the guy he'd gone sailing with that they were going to be picking up a load of bridesmaids for this wedding that they were going to, and that all the bridesmaids would be staying on the boat. And, and this chap said to me, he said, are you not sort of mildly worried about, you know, him flirting or, you know, because, you know, lots of wives have been, I, I said, have you ever seen my husband flirt? <laughs> utterly crap. <laughs> you know, I mean, age 16, hopeless, utterly, and, and nothing's got any better. So, yeah, bless his heart. Um, yeah, I don't worry about him, really. You know, well, you it, do it, know it, a it, thing or two about relationships. You say you don't, but... That's probably, is that the the subject you were thinking of talking about at Pause Live? Although I would imagine it might start with something and possibly go anywhere. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, it's, it's going to probably have to begin with the, the whole blind dating scene as a menopause, or, you know, uh, d- during, the, during the menopause and trying to sort of come to terms with your ever-changing mood, your body. And, and actually meeting this guy, um, because I, I actually had my hysterectomy after I met him, um, and he noticed a huge change in in who I was because I'd always been this very vibrant, bouncy, lively, sort of very happy-go-lucky. I, I travelled around the world for 11 years on my own between the ages of 18 to 29. Um, don't think of this as anything glamorous, brave or, you know, inspiring. None of that. It was absolutely because I didn't want to be on the same continent as my father when I got my A-level results. And when they finally came through, I thought I can never go back. That was it. And I, and I swear to God, that is absolutely true. Um, and so I just stayed away until I was 29, until I thought I could hold my own. Um, but, yeah, so when he met me, I was kind of a bit broken. You know, I'd had a few sort of bit of life's, uh, you know, kicks in the stomach with the divorce and everything and trying to bring up two small kids and trying to keep it all together. Um, but I was still pretty buoyant and lively. And then and then he took me on, God bless his soul, and as I say, I left our wedding and everything. Um, but yeah, he saw a real distinct change in me um, until my GP, between my GP and a menopause uh, specialist, of which there are going to be hundreds. But, oh, no, they're not hundreds. I'm exaggerating. I'm prone to that exaggeration. At least a dozen. Um, a few. But yeah, there's going to be lots and lots of menopause specialists at this wonderful event. Um, and they changed my life. I think, in fairness, they they changed my life. They saved my marriage, and I think possibly they saved. They kept my children at home a little bit longer. I think my children would have happily put themselves into care um, around about sort of the age eleven or twelve. You know, as, as mum was sort of you know banging her head against a brick wall and rocking backwards and forwards and crying an awful lot, and yeah, generally losing losing the plot. So um, yeah, it. Uh, so I will be talking about blind dating relationships, the change in how you feel about things in your relationship because your self-esteem walks out the door and your self-confidence. Mm. And if you're already in a bad place in your relationship or in a slightly fragile place, that can't be easy. But um, once again, I'm going to take it back to some kind of laughter and um, you've got to, there are lots of little tips and I'm, and, and I'm just going to use a little expression, the candle of hope. And it, yeah, I'm not putting it anywhere. And I think it's really important to mention this, ladies, you know, Pause Live, um, great title, not criticising the title. 
I would have gone with we're going to be full of chocolate vulvas. Because <laughs> it's I mean, true. We are, aren't we? They've yeah. got white chocolate vulvas. Who doesn't love that? Well, I did take that sounds to me, but I did have one of those recently. They're quite sweet. Well, yours was yours intact because mine was well, no, a bit like no, my no. own. It was all the, crumbly and dried and fallen to pieces. Well, the, the GP I spoke to standing next to me said it looked like it got herpes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there is that. But then oh, you see, that's right. another reason to come along. We are going to, and I did um, a lovely live interview on my Instagram page um, where I interviewed Jenny Eclair, who was an absolute scream. Mm. She's just one of my heroes or heroines. I don't quite know what you call them these days. Um, but um, and I was a little bit nervous about interviewing Sunita because, um, you know, obviously she was a huge icon of mine, you know, big, another big hero. But I wasn't sure whether she'd get my sense of humor. And the first thing she said, I said, so what are you going to talk about? What do you want to talk about? And she said, oh, I've just had my vagina rejuvenated. And I thought, we're going to get on. <laughs> We are so going to get on. You said the word vagina before you even said good afternoon. Oh, my God. That's absolutely brilliant. So, Sunita's going to be there. Yeah. Terry Healy's going to be there. Uh, Jenny Eclair. Lots of doctors, as you said. Well, that's good. But there's loads of people in one place. It's a great day out. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be amazing. day out, in fact. And, guys, um, you know, get get some of your ladies. Buy the book. I swear to God it will, I mean, just have a good laugh at my expense. I mean, my life, as I say, is just one big disaster after another but it's very relatable because I don't just talk lightly about you know the funny stuff I actually do touch on what it is to be a woman in, in you know a modern woman in this modern day um because we are the sandwich generation you know we, we we weren't brought up with social media and we're now having to deal with social media but also for our kids as well and even if you haven't had children you know how you get judged on social media whether you have a a mad following like I do, or even just your own social media page. So it is, a, and, and also, we're, you know, our parents are living longer. Um, you know, our kids are having to go through loads of mental health issues. Um, and we're going through the menopause. So, you know, pile it on, God, come on, Perfect bring storm. it on, bring it on. But we've got to do it. We've got to do it. It's a natural phase. There's, lo- there's going to be so much information because at the end of the day, there's no little side door that gets you past it. There's no little, well, there is actually. No, no shortcut. There's no shortcut. And it's a natural phase. It can be debilitating, but there's going to be so much information, so Mm. much education, and you're going to be surrounded by your tribe. Yes, you'll be signing your book. And can you tell our listeners where they can find your blog and your Facebook and buy your book? Yes, absolutely. So on Facebook, I am Menopausal Mayhem Mothers. And on Instagram, Menopausal Mayhem Mothers. And um, the books are... I've forgotten the name of the books. Confessions of the Menopausal Mayhem Mother, which is on Amazon. And the second one that was written when I had to have my boy put down, um, Mm. Mad Dogs and a Menopausal English Woman. I can see it now. (laughs) Well. Oh, God, sorry. Dad's army's on his way back in. Honestly, one day I'm going to to get some footage of me just pushing him in our pond because he does my head in. (laughs) Well, whilst you're having shenanigans with Edster, um, it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you at the event on the 25th of November. Uh, Liz and I are going to be in Girls Just Want to Have Fun Corner. Yeah, it's in London, isn't it? Business Design Centre. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing venue, actually. And and all the surrounding areas, because I've, I've done my research... Um, it's absolutely a fantastic ladies day out because you can be there for the day and actually you know having spoken to the organizers if anybody wants to get in touch with me directly um, or through you even 
um, I've got some free tickets um, and I've got tickets for £10 because I think it's £30 entrance fee, but we've, we've, they're giving away some really reduced mm. tickets through us because we are, um, you know, I'm speaking, I'm making this ridiculous, oh my goodness, <laughs> Lord only knows what's going to fall out of my mouth. No, I don't even know. So that, 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 that's going to be an interesting one. Jenny, Claire and I hopefully will do a bit of a double act at some point. Possibly not on stage and totally, totally unscripted. Excellent. Well, we'll sit in the front row just in case you forget what to say. <laughs> yes, please do. We'll be there. Thank you, Emma Skeets. You've been lovely to talk to. Thanks for joining us today. No, thank you so much, girls. All the best. I'd love a night out with her. <laughs> She'd be so funny, wouldn't she? I just... just you talk about belly laughs. That would be fantastic. And do you know what? I was a bit, I was very impressed because she's not known for her, oh, what should I say? Or maybe I should say that she is known for her language being a bit fruity. And we'd say to her, like, just be you, it's okay. Not a swear word. Just because she'd had children. Yes. You have we, to. we can all do a bit of, um, oh, crumbs, Annika yeah. Rice kind of yeah. thing. But I was waiting for one of my favourite words that she used. You can't say it now. Um, begins with W. Oh, I see. Yeah. Ends in puffin. I'm going to say it. Wait, puffin. You can't. You're going to get. We're going to be X-rated now. <laughs> Not. I whispered it. It doesn't count when you X. When you just whisper oh. it. Anyway, she was. She's funny and really funny. And I'm looking forward to um, hanging out with her a little bit, IRL. <laughs> At pause live. Oh, yeah, oh, it'd be great. And I think that's all from us. <laughs> Chat soon. Thanks for listening to Two Women Chatting with our special guests. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review. Even better, share with your friends. And please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. There's a link on our Instagram bio and Facebook pages.